from JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Yeah, very good morning, Mike. Ryman going to the market, will they find the money? Yeah, I, look, I, I suspect they will. Uh, it's quite a biggie. So mm. we're in the midst of the New Zealand reporting season at the moment, and um, Ryman probably yeah, trumped everything yesterday. For those listeners out there who aren't familiar with Ryman, it is an aged healthcare uh, retirement village operator, 38 operational villages in New Zealand. Now it's extending out. It's got, uh, I think, seven villages in Melbourne and extending into Victoria as well. Look, it's one of the larger companies on the NZX, top 20 by market capitalisation. Big employer as well, Mike. It employs thousands of people around the joint New Zealand. Now, Ryman expanded, rap- expanded rapidly in the early 2000s, and, and it was very successful. And you saw in that the share price that delivered sort of uh, stellar returns, I think would be a good uh, adjective. Uh, so from 2010, you sort of, I think it was 2010, you saw the share price rise from around $2 to 2019. It got close to 16 bucks. Uh, but it has sort of stumbled. Uh, early 2021, share price probably around 15 bucks recently saw a price close to $5. Now, the company's always been very proud of its record of sort of growing the company, growing the business without having to raise more capital. And it did that by recycling profit, so retaining profit and raising debt. Now, the issue here is its model has become problematic. The debt on the balance sheet has become an issue. Now, interest rates of uh, rising has played a part in that as well. So yesterday, the company announced a capital raise. And as I said, in the New Zealand context, it's a significant event. This, this is a rights issue. It's going to sell 180.5 million shares. That's one for every 2.81 shares currently on issue. The shares have issued at $5 a share. That's uh, just over uh, 21.9% discount, I think it was, to Tuesday's closing price of $6.40. Uh, it will reduce their debt level, what we refer to as gearing, to under 35%. Now, the proceeds will be used primarily to repay a thing called US private placement debt. So this is debt raised in a specific part of the US market. And just looking at the numbers, and I'm willing to be stand corrected on this, but it looks to me like the decision to use the US PP market has been a very expensive exercise. If you look at the cost, uh, the break cost that they have to pay. So in hindsight, probably shouldn't have done that. But Mike, you know, these, there's definitely big concerns about that level of debt the company's carrying, particularly with the rising interest rates. But you also got slowing housing market that restricts the speed with which people can sell their properties and move into retirement villages, the expansion into Australia, new market, new challenges. And obviously, you've seen all those concerns expressed in the share price weakness. Now, shares are in a trading halt. This is 900 million bucks, Mike. Now, that money has to come from, it either has to be come from new money into the market or be recycled from other investments. So potentially a bit of a headwind for the New Zealand market in the short term. Um, and I think they will get there, though. And I would comment that, yes, we have the benefit of hindsight here, but the company should have done this sooner. They should have raised equity sooner. Right. Tourism, we got some good news there. Not the result, we- but we got the indication of good news. Yeah, we like this. Uh, here we go, a shining light, but like that strange thing we saw in the sky yesterday, you know, that big yellow thing floating around the top. Tourism Holdings, uh, due to report the results next week, but issued guidance yesterday, uh, updated the market ahead of that formal announcement. It's good news. They've recently merged with a company called Apollo Tourism and Leisure. This is going to lead to a better net profit in companies where they've been assessing expectations for the full year and now expects an improved underlying net profit for the full 2023 financial year. Expects this to be above $75 million. Apollo's contribution, THL underlying net profit would be above 48 million. Here's the key issue there. Here's the words that we all want to hear. They said improved guidance reflects the strong trading of the business in the first half of the year and positive outlook for the remainder of 2023. 
Love it. Get more details and the results announcement. Saw a 5% uh, jump in the share price yesterday, Mike. We haven't seen that since sort of late 2009. And quick words, Sky City, uh, they had a big uh, 5% jump in their share price yesterday. Good result. And they're looking for a lot of workers as well. What are the numbers? Uh, yeah, sort of um, now retail sales in the US are quite a bit stronger than expected. So that sort of obviously puts the focus back on the Fed. Uh, in light of that, the Dow Jones is down half a percent, uh, 33920. Uh, the S&P 500 down seven points, so not much there. That's about 0.18%, 4128. Uh, the Nasdaq, though, hanging in there. It's up 13 points. Uh, 11,973. FTSE 100 last night gained 44, just over half a percent. 7,997 was the close. The Nikkei 27,501, that lost 100 points. Shanghai Composite lost 13 points, 3,280. That's about a 0.4% uh, decline. The ASX 200 lost one, just over 1% yesterday, so quite a big fall there, closing at 7,352. And the NZX 50 gained 9 points, so relatively unchanged, closing at 12,083. Kiwi dollar Mike, quite a bit weaker overnight, 0.6274 against the US, 0.9105 against the Aussie, uh, 0.5874 euro, 0.5216 against the pound, 84.2 Japanese yen, uh, gold $1,837 and Brent crude relatively stable, $84.43. And we'll see you tomorrow at jmiwealth.co.nz. Andrew Kelleher.